This podcast recorded before a live studio audience. Hey, Johnny. Hey, Landon. Questionable guide to life. Kids are fast, but nothing is faster than the power of a John Deere combine harvester. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. <laughs> like, why don't they advertise that like that? <laughs> because I'm pretty sure some Karen in San Diego would be like, not today. <laughs> Welcome to the Questionable Guide to Life. Uh, we are joined today by our wonderful, wonderful friend, Jimmy. Good to be here. Oh, shit. So it's been a minute. We've had some some life changes, even more. Uh, we have Hotel Room Johnny. Hello. I am in a hotel room. <laughs> so what's, uh, what's shit been like going from, like, what's the transition like from, like, Washington to, like, California? Uh, well, I mean, I don't actually live in California right now. I'm just here. No. Um, no, I'm just wondering, but, like, how different it is for you. Um, well, number one, it's hot as balls. Um, really hot. Like, I, 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 I it sucks. Uh, <laughs> I can't even finish sentences because of how hot it is. Um, no, There's really, just, like, like, five they're... minutes of panting in the middle of every conversation. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah exactly. <laughs> But no, uh, no, it's just, it's just like, I mean, I'm coming from Washington, which is a very, like, liberal state, and I'm in another liberal state. So, like, I mean, it's pretty much the same stuff. It's just down here, they got a little more, uh, you know, a little more spice to what they do. <laughs> like, that's the only difference. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> the homeless are spicier. Yeah, they're spicier homeless, you know. Now, homeless out here are triple threats. They know how to handle, they know how to rob, and they know how to smoke crack. You know what I'm saying? Johnny, it may be hot, but it's never Texas hot. So yeah, I was actually gonna <laughs> I was gonna say, um, pretty fucking hot where Jimmy is, but like how are the homeless people where you're at? What are they like? Down here, <clears throat> they don't really panhandle too much. They just kinda walk up to your truck at a gas station, ask for crack cocaine or money. That's pretty much oh, the straight up ask. Like, do you have yeah, any like, crack? And you're like, ah. Oh. oh, yeah. The, the homeless down here are ruthless, man. They'll come up to you, ask you for money, and when you tell them no, they look at you like you just shot their dog. Like, it's it's a problem. Yeah, and you don't want to tell them no because you know you just got more crack. But like, <laughs> you no, it's like no. You know, and it's always like really funny. You know, especially at a gas station, they know you have money or you wouldn't be there. Unless you're there to rob it, and then they'd probably help you. But, you know. That's a solid point. When you're putting gas in your truck and they're like, hey, you got any money? He's like, nah, man, just put it in the tank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, like, no, I am now poor. <laughs> what about that honey bun, man? <laughs> Let me get a little piece of that honey bun. Man, you know, I got, you know, hepatitis. So he's like, so, so do I. <laughs> and your whole conversation just goes down the drain. Yeah, you have no, you have no further defense for it. Once you both got it, it's it's pretty much a done deal. 
<laughs> You're like, this is my only food. He's like, it would also be my only food. <laughs> and then it starts being comparing your sorrows. <laughs> you know, the, the, funniest, the funniest thing about a homeless person is like, when you see a homeless man with a cell phone, you really start to rethink your, your point in life. Like, he's got a cell phone, and I have a cell phone. Hmm. I could Weird. call him about crack cocaine related problems. <laughs> I could. No, I'll tell you, like, the, the moment I realized that the homeless people are not as homeless in Texas as everywhere else is when a man walked up to me and said, Hey, man, you got some money? And I gave him, like, two or three dollars or whatever. And then the man pulls out a cell phone. I was like, uh, Wow. He's like, Can you cash up it? <laughs> <laughs> you got Venmo? <laughs> Just wait till my Twitter followers hear about this. <laughs> yeah, he's like fucking TikTok famous. <laughs> I will tell you uh, though uh, the 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 best homeless man experience I've ever had was in Tyler, Texas. I was going to a pick and pull place to get uh, a part for my truck, and I saw this dude on the corner, so I stopped, and he was holding a sign that says. Don't want to work, um, and don't need food. Just crack. I kid you not. That's what the sign said. And he I said that, that man know, crack. <laughs> very honest. So I stopped and I was like, "Hey, man, uh, if I give you twenty, are you, you going to go buy crack?" And he goes, "Probably." And I was like, "I love your honesty. Here's forty. And I mean, I hope that man got high as a kite because he was honest. <laughs> <laughs> Just be honest. That's the one. Yeah, <laughs> honesty, bro. It's like." You know, as long as, like, if I give you, like, money for food and you go buy crack, I'm going to be pissed. But if I give you money for crack and you go buy crack, achievement. <laughs> achievement unlocked. Crack fired. Yeah. <laughs> I think the most uh, surprised I've ever been by a homeless person was, like, or, or what I thought to be one, um, was this guy that just had it, like, he was sitting down, raggedy clothes had a hat down for people to throw money in with like this cardboard that said like anything helps. And uh, me and standard the boys were, man. yeah, me, yes, you standard homeless guy. Um, <laughs> me and uh, the homies were skating this ledge that was like near it. And we were skating there for a while. And towards like a, probably like an hour later, this guy takes all the money out of the hat, puts it in his pockets Walks across the street, gets in a Lexus, starts it, and leaves. <laughs> what, yeah. he's so rich, he just wants to be homeless? What the, what the hell? Panhandling is lucrative as fuck in our. I've achieved everything I want in my life. I'm just going to yeah. go be homeless. I'm just going to be homeless. <laughs> there was uh, like no. one lady that... <laughs> Outed by the news once here. Uh, well, I'm not even in Arkansas anymore. But um, in Arkansas, there was this lady that like was just panhandling for money, and a news reporter followed her home because um, she got in a car and like drove off. Got to this super nice house. Turns out this lady was just making an absolute killing panhandling where she was, like at her spot. No joke. Yeah, enough to just own a house and a vehicle and make her payments panhandling because it's completely legal in Arkansas. Like, there's nothing illegal about it. Well, it's it, wild. Here in my town, um, 
and everybody who's ever been to this town knows the lady I'm talking about. But uh, here in where I live, there's this lady that walks around with a baby stroller all the time. And uh, like she is legit homeless as hell. But the thing is, is she has a, a condition like a, a brain, like something's not right in her head. Uh, she has two kids that I went to high school with. And she has a she she owns a house uh, that her her kids live in, and she gets six hundred dollars a month in um, uh, disability, and she just lives on the street like that's that's where she wants like she, yeah I mean like she doesn't talk to anybody like when I was working at the prison uh, <clears throat> I just got my Christmas bonus and I was leaving Walmart and uh, I don't know why I just I wanted to give to her because like she never talks to anybody she never bothers anybody she's not mm-hmm. asking for crack like all the other homeless people but uh so I, I pulled up to her and i tried to give her two hundred dollars and she wouldn't take it <laughs> like like i tried to give her two hundred dollars and she wouldn't take it like so i mean that's just the way she wants to live but now that you, you know to back what you were saying earlier i wanted to uh when you brought up skateboarding the local skate uh park we used to have here uh, there was a homeless guy that used to sleep under the mani pad. Like when at night when everybody would leave and the, the lights would go off, he would literally pick up an edge of the mani pad and sleep underneath it because it was like a it was a tall box mani pad or uh like you all <laughs> up on top of it. This man used a mani pad as a blanket? As a little shelter, yeah. Oh, so oh, uh, as a shelter, okay. Yeah, and then he would like when the sun came up he would pick it up, you know, the edge and crawl out. And let the skater skate. But uh, the one time that uh, the Manny Pad was being taken, he was sleeping uh, over on the side. And all these, uh, it's actually the funniest homeless person story I have at the skate park. Um, these guys were all ollieing over him and like doing tricks over him. And one guy landed on him and he got pissed. And he's like, oh, you boys think you can skate? And the guy took the skateboard and went and <laughs> started busting tray flips, lasers, doing nose grinds. <laughs> and uh, all these people, all these skaters are just dumbfounded that this man knew how to skate. <laughs> you found you found Ollie the magic bum from Tony Hawk. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was incredible. They they all gave money afterwards. It was it was a really like moving experience. Guys, I had an idea. Just this past week I was so this is gonna sound psychopathic like just about everything that I say. Um <laughs> But what if I started laughing to myself thinking about this, but what if undercover cops have to draw their undercover persona from a hat? Like it's just, it's just a hat. <laughs> like on these papers. It's like, fuck, I have to be a crackhead. And then like that cop actually has to go out and get addicted to crack. It's like, they're about their roles. They're passionate actors. Those undercover cops. Like, roles. <laughs> Could you imagine pulling out of a hat, uh, Chick Fil A worker? Dude's got to go to work for Chick Fil A, making sandwiches all day, probably for the homeless. He's like, "Thank God!" He rips off his shirt and he's wearing the Chick Fil A thing. He already <laughs> works there as a second job. <laughs> what the department's half defunded. He gets a he gets a job as a his undercover role is Tigsy's uh, Antifa, but really isn't. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus! 
And he's just like, he's just out there in the street just yelling shit like, defund the police! While his badge is in his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, I got anonymous. And then like, fucking everybody like looks away from him, like down at the paper that says anonymous. They look back up at him and he's got the guy Fox mask on. <laughs> and he's like, your government has been lying to you. <laughs> 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 he just looks up with the map and is just like, You thought you were playing PlayStation today. <laughs> he sends you one of those links on your phones to those, uh, you remember those puzzles that, uh, used to go around for hackers? One puzzle leads to another and another. And then, like, once somebody gets to the end of it, you never hear from them again. <laughs> like, what? Oh, like the dark web shit? Yeah, bro. That oh uh, man, that used to trip me out. I dude, I love the stories that people come up with. On uh, I don't know if you guys have ever been to like r slash no sleep on Reddit, where uh, <laughs> people just write scary stories. Um, and there's some really good dark web ones, but then there's like people will take those no sleep stories, and some of them are like super good. And they will just turn them into an absolute shit post and make it into a copy pasta. This <laughs> <laughs> is where you get like a lot of those really well written like shit talks that are just really cringy. <laughs> I love that my voice cracked as I said cringy. <laughs> it just adds to the cringe factor. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> really cringy? Yeah, it's only up from here. <laughs> I'm gonna find Jesus Christ. Well, actually, first, so I'm gonna I'm gonna like go off the deep end. Johnny is gonna know what he has to do. He's gonna make me OD, um, and then I find Jesus Christ, and I get absolutely shredded. <laughs> like that's that's where I go from here. You're gonna find you're gonna find Jesus Christ. You're gonna be in the gym. Like all things are possible when you're with the Lord. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, yesterday I was playing on a game I'm not going to mention, but uh we were just chilling and this dude, random dude joins our party. And I kid you not, it's just too stupid to make up. Uh this random guy joins our party and goes, "Are you a believer?" And we were like, "Of what?" You know, we were going to kick him, but you know, he caught our attention and we we're like, "Of what?" And he goes, of the flying spaghetti monster. And I thought he was joking because I've never heard of this. And he goes, uh, would you like to convert to and be a pastafarian? And I was like, dude, is this legit? And he goes, as legit as your mom. And I, and I thought he was like, you know, roasting me or something. So I Googled the flying spaghetti monster. That's a legit religion. You're like, wow, it, it is as real as my mom. <laughs> like, yeah, I was like, I oh, my God. Mom is actually the flying spaghetti monster. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah, there that you was go. me. But I, I googled an image of this this flying spaghetti monster. It's just a ball of noodles with a meatballs ahead. Yeah. So you've really never seen that before? No, you've never I've never heard, heard of Rastafarians before. I've never I've, I've heard of Rastafarians, but I've never heard of a Pastafarian. I thought this was a joke, you know? Like, oh yeah, funny. It was started as a joke, and then it turned into a real religion. Yeah, I found <laughs> that out. Yeah, it's, it's some guy named Bobby Henderson started it. He knows names and everything. Dude, they made a Bible. 
They made a Bible. Jimmy, are you undercover as a Pastafarian right now? Negative. Should, I do you, not you believe. You know a lot about this. I do not know. I googled it yesterday because the guy that joined the party. Yeah. <laughs> we need. But, we uh, need the official Gaia authority on this. Um, <laughs> Gaia, get back to us with our Pastafarian uh, source, please. <laughs> Speaking of crazy religions, uh, not too long ago, I don't know what possessed me, but I was like, you know what? I'm just going to, like, research Scientology today. I'm just going to, like, look up information on Scientology. And I got guided to a link, right, to take a survey, like, like, a, like a personality survey, right? And I, like, took it. And then I literally got, a, like, like, an email invitation to join the Church of Scientology. Like, and you know how selective Scientology is. I was like, apparently I'm crazy because Scientology wants me. I mean, like, honestly, like, if there's no, there's no commitment, I would say, yeah, just like, let, tell me what this shit's about. Like, I just want to know maybe, what it's about. Like, I've never, I'm not going to like, like, give up my personal beliefs to become a Scientologist, but I want to know what the hell is Scientology is actually about. Not just, like, the the two-faced, like, oh, they're terrible thing, like, from, like, pop culture or whatever. Like, I want to know what they're actually about. Like, Yeah, like, there's all these videos explaining Scientology on YouTube, but I don't feel like... It's explained. It, it just, there's nothing yeah, about I don't it feel like I, I get enough out of it. Yeah. Like, I, I'm still left with, like, so many questions. So... <laughs> A questionable guide to Scientology, and like, like my whole thing is like I don't want to, I don't want to like go find out about Scientology to like bring down Scientology or anything like that. I just want to learn yeah, about you, it because it's something I know nothing about, and I want to. And we should bring a Scientologist on as a guest. Yeah, obviously, <laughs> I have access to Tom Cruise, like all sorts of people. If I was a Scientologist, there was a guy not too long ago. I think he was an actor or some kind of. He was some kind of big figure in the world. And uh, he was a Scientologist, but he was also a Christian, which was really like well. So, all right, so Scientology is a lot like Buddhism, right? It's a it's a right. philosophy, but it's not a like all bearing religion. So like, you could be like a Buddhist Christian, or you could be like uh, you know like a Christian Scientologist. Scientology is a is a secular belief. It's not a like uh, religious belief. So it's like the belief in like man achieving like their greatest ambition type deal. I don't know the exact specifics of it, like I said, but like it's very grounded in like being the most successful person you can be while you're living on the world. Like that's why a lot of famous people are Scientologists is because it's based around that like building your empire kind of deal. But yeah, like I was, uh, that guy got so much hate because he was a because he was you know publicly a Scientologist. But then, like, he was also a Christian. There was a lot of people hating on that guy for that. He's like, oh, you, you can't be both. You got to pick. And that's what, that was crazy. It was just a big spiel on the news and everything. Huh. So I wonder if our podcast would get a lot of attention if you became a Scientologist and then went public about it. <laughs> Dude, if I did that, I would be, like, calling upon the Scientologist mob to, like, come murder me. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I think well I think if you joined and then people start attacking you on the internet, we're gonna get the Scientologist side of the internet to come defend you and those will be our listeners. 
Like we can we can cut out everybody else. That we have we would have a like a, a whole demographic that would be like, oh yeah, one of these guys is a Scientologist, and then someone else would be like, oh that's interesting. Let me give them a listen, and that's how it spreads. <laughs> and this is how I joined the Church of Scientology. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, but I mean, honestly, like, they can't be that bad if people like Aaron Cairo are Scientologists. You know what I'm saying? Like, when have you ever heard anything, like, bad come out of Aaron Cairo's mouth? You know what I'm saying? Right, you know what I'm saying, though. Like, he's a yeah. good influence on kids. Like, he's a good person. For sure. He's gotten like, so many so like, people to start skating. And, like, I I fully back that. He's done my He's not the only professional <laughs> skateboarder that's a Scientologist, either. Like, there's plenty of them. Jason Lee, it, even if you don't skate, if you've seen My Name is Earl, the character Earl, that actor, Jason Lee, is a Scientologist. I didn't know Jason Lee was a Scientologist. Yep. Yeah. And Jason Lee is a Scientologist. Hey, dude, that's another check mark in the Become a Scientologist column, dude. Steve Barra <laughs> is also a Scientologist. Like... I need to know all the famous musicians who are Scientologists so that I, I like, because that's like where it's really at. Because it's like, if I could get in with some famous musicians out of this Scientology deal, that's like a done, well, done I deal. Mean, dude, just join the Church of Scientology and they'll hear the podcast. That's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> that's just how it works. But they're already <laughs> listening to the podcast. Everybody listens to our podcast. Well, yeah, but then they'll like go back and give it a re-listen and really consider. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, just I don't. If you're listening out there, Scientologist musicians, uh, I want your support. <laughs> <laughs> it's not selling out. <laughs> it's finding faith. <laughs> it's not selling out if it's for religion. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny that you know you brought up Jason Lee because uh, Jason Lee is. You know, I know Aaron Cairo has a big impact in skateboarding and everything, but if you go back to, like, the old, like, you know, back then, Jason Lee was actually a big part of of skating and, like... Well, yeah, if you've ever seen anything stereo, that's Jason Lee. Like, Jason no, Lee owns my, stereo skateboarding. My 40 flip was Jason Lee's trick. There's, a, there's that video on YouTube of him doing a 360 flip in slippers. <laughs> I still love the Coach Frank bit. It's one of the greatest skateboarding bits of all time. For sure. Oh yeah, Coach Frank. I just wanna I just wanna <laughs> shout out Mall Rats real quick. Great movie. Oh, There's <laughs> some of the greatest films of all time. It's Kevin Smith and Jason Lee. Come on. You guys have heard John- of the uh video days, the blind video, right? The like blind the, the, video? I, yeah, like the iconic like blind skateboards video uh, video days. Jason Lee was in that. What? Yeah. Honestly, I've never seen it, so I wouldn't huh. know. I just know it's like it's his like last Jack. video part. I'm pretty sure. The one that uh, the one that shocked me was like uh, Chet Childress on uh, heroin skateboards has been around mm-hmm. since like the Dark Star days, and I didn't know that. Like. <laughs> But he was oh, yeah. Yeah, he was on the original Dark Star team and everything. There's a there is a Dark Star pro um, that I found actually on Instagram, like <laughs> probably like two or three years ago. 
Had no idea that he even existed. Is he not on the website anymore? God, what? I'll never be able to find it. Oh, there he is. Keyshaw Johnson has been on on fucking Dark Star for years and years and years, and he's pro. And I had never seen him in my life until I found his Instagram. And this man is like 6'5", and doing kickflips up like six and seven sets, like massive stair sets, massive, and doing like kickflips and shit up them. And I've never seen him in my life. He must be the mocap, uh, the mocap body for the NBA 2K skateboards. <laughs> he must be the mocap for uh, Skater XL console gravity. <laughs> <laughs> Shouts out to Skater XL. <laughs> Always. Shouts out to Skater XL. <laughs> <laughs> Always. <laughs> Jimmy. How how has shit been for you lately? Like like just what's life going in, on general? in Jimmy's world. Yeah. Well, 100% completely honest. Um Things are going all right. You know, I just recently moved into my new apartment. Uh, I was uh, I was staying with uh, my mom for a few weeks uh, while I transferred from one living space to another. Uh, that's never pleasant living with your parents. Um, but glad I'm out of there. Yeah, no, because then you just got to hear them <laughs> fighting. Yeah. Well, oh, <laughs> you get out of the shower and all you hear is, Jimmy, did you wash behind your ears, honey? <laughs> now, uh, <laughs> like your dad's like, leave that boy alone. And then they just they start fighting again. <laughs> nah, my, my mom and dad is divorced, but uh, it's definitely weird when you hear your mom's boyfriend. Yeah, so it's weird for them to be in the same place. <laughs> yeah, that would be incredibly weird. <laughs> but uh, it's. It's more or less, uh, you know, like my mom's boyfriend's a mechanic. So, you know, I'm always asking him questions about my truck and stuff. You know, it's weird when you wake up and your your truck keys are not where you put them to find out that there's somebody outside working on your truck for you just because he wants to, you know, because he's dating your mom. <laughs> I was about to say, like, who who is this man to you? <laughs> You're talking about someone outside just working on your truck because they feel like it. But it's the guy who like, gave who is it? Forty dollars for crack too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're like, who is it? And you're like, oh, I don't know. I just he likes working on the truck. <laughs> just let him do what he pleases. You said, you said, I don't want money. I don't want crack. I just want to work on your truck. Yeah, let me work on your truck whenever <laughs> I feel like it, and we're good. <laughs> <laughs> and we're eating. <laughs> it's like, what? When it's cold, just let me sleep in the bed. That's all I ask. <laughs> <laughs> let me sleep under the truck when it's cold. <laughs> uh, I like to keep my passions close at hand. Oh, by the way, by the way, Jimmy, your new living room furniture set looks great from the yard. Just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know but, uh, but no, like you were saying, um, Everything's going pretty good. Uh, not really, you know, just trying to get everything moved around and, and back to, I guess, living, you know, because you move into a new apartment and everything's just wild and jumbled. 
Well, it's Texas, so I would imagine. Oh, dude. So we were talking about, like, Texas, like, crackheads and homeless people earlier. So I live near the city of Springfield now. And I have learned that, like, we have the crackhead equivalent to Super Saiyans here. Um, this like i live in the i live on the planet vegeta of homeless people and like (laughs) dude like some of these people like the fucking audacity of dude like so in the the store that i work i work in my brother's store and some of these people that like go in there, like one guy walks in and just like doesn't, doesn't play anything, doesn't like buy anything, just like sits down at the desk and then just like passes out. And <laughs> he he was just like in this corner, so we didn't see him. Like really, like two hours. Like this man just came in and slept for like two hours, and we made him. Hey leave. man, life's hard. And Sometimes you just need a spot. Yeah, um, but, like, we couldn't wake him up, and and so, like, he finally got up, and we told him, like, you gotta go, man, like, you gotta, you know, basically, you can't just, be like, come here to sleep, it's, it's a business, um, and he was like, I'm kicked out for oversleeping, and, like, dude, Ed, if it was a cartoon, my job would have hit the floor, it's like, the audacity of this man. It was like, what business do you go in that you can just sleep at? <laughs> like, you, go you go into an Olive Garden Walmart and go to sleep, they'd kick you out. That's you go to an Olive Garden and just get the free breadsticks and just pass out. Yeah, but you just go to sleep. Like, do you just? What do you think this is the USO for homeless people? <laughs> do you do you often just go into businesses and just go to sleep and then justify it when you wake up? He goes to the convenience store, goes to the bathroom, locks it, and just just passes out. And we were so dumbfounded, we didn't even realize this. But then, uh, my brother um, says, "Also, you're smoking a cigarette in here," and I didn't even I didn't even realize at this point, that this man had been smoking a cigarette in front of us in the store. That's I how guess I was just so strong. Yeah, exactly. Like, he had an aura about him. Like, he was he was like an anime character, essentially. And he, he hits his cigarette, looks at me, and he nods. And then he walks out, and he's like, I guess y'all just don't want my money. And I was like, what money? You don't even spend anything. <laughs> I was like, we don't even have a gauge for what kind of money you would spend. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was the just testicles shocked. of this human being. <laughs> yeah, Dude, his audacity was over nine thousand for sure. Yeah, like <laughs> how did he get his balls out the door? <laughs> <laughs> that re- oh my god, dude, that reminds me. Oh. What was, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness, yes. It was The Sitter with Jonah Hill. They were, he was, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but uh, they were talking about how he, like, how he was like a badass. He goes, man, I don't like this white boy, but he got some big ass balls, man. He goes, can't put my pants on in the morning, balls don't fit. 
<laughs> and you know, that brings me to something I want to bring up because I've never had this conversation with you guys. But movies, like, do y'all just have like quotes from just whatever movie that y'all watch that just you underestimate how many movies we watch. <laughs> oh, me and Landon watch way too many movies, and we quote so regularly. That's become well, our regular way of speaking. Every word that I'm saying yeah. right now is actually quoted from a movie currently. Yeah, yes. The only words in English that I know are this quote and nothing further. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that's the way, uh-huh, uh-huh, I like it, Casey, in this <laughs> So say somebody came up to you and they were trying to fight you and they were like, um, you know, whatever, like, we're going to fight you, whatever. And you were going to give a response to say, like, oh, yeah, OK, I'm about that life or, yeah, let's do it. What would your typical response? Like, what okay, are so here's what I'd say. First of all, I'd look at them and I'd say, what what human being runs up to some random person and says, we're going to fight? <laughs> Who are you? Okay. What did I do to you? For example, for example, in the same movie, The Sitter, in the same movie, The Sitter, there's this guy trying to get him because apparently he had he had broke this Fabergé egg that was full of crack cocaine, and and he and it was like worth a lot of money, and he's like, "No, you owe me this money," and he didn't give it to him. So the guy was chasing him around town, and he has he's babysitting these kids. And these guys from this nightclub, uh, they showed up and they were defending the babysitter guy. And they were like, go ahead and get the kids home. We'll take care of this guy. And he goes, oh, really? <laughs> the funniest thing is, he goes, you don't know us, boy. We're about, to, we're about to whoop your ass or something like that. And then the response that this man gave was, pop a quarter in my butt. Let's get this ride started. <laughs> Sick. Nowhere would I give that response because they would try to put a quarter in my ass. <laughs> Knowing my luck. Jesus. Violate me, Emily. Uh, <laughs> Let us begin. a really messed up thing I like to say sometimes in situations like that. Uh, whenever I'm playing like a video game where there's like some like squeakers on the other team and they really annoy me. I always, I always hit him with this line. I say, "Somebody put me on the registry because I'm about to fuck these kids." Holy god! Oh my god! That's like, it's like early onset dementia type stuff, right there. <laughs> I mean, and, and I don't, I don't mean it in the sense of actually being a pedophile. I mean it in the sense of like, I'm gonna fuck these kids up. Like, <laughs> you just, you just forgot one word. With those One kids, word. I was always like the deflector. So like anything, anything they threw at me, so they you know they hit me with like the uh, the I slept with your mom shit, <laughs> and I'd be like, and you haven't called. <laughs> <laughs> not She's one very upset. Not one. <laughs> uh, you're strong you're as not, a gamer, not- but not as a father. <laughs> <laughs> The, the other one I always really like doing is whenever somebody brings up the, like, that's why your dad left type stuff, I'm always like, I was always like, 12 years ago, my dad left for a pack of smokes. I'm not mad he didn't come back. I'm just really mad I never got my smokes. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lane, uh, what would be your favorite movie? 
of my all favorite time. movie of, of all time. Like see, it does not matter how many times you watch it, you can always go back to it. See, for me, that's a difficult question because, like, that's so many movies. It's so um, definitive. Yeah, <laughs> that one but, like, that literally you can watch it and then immediately start it over every time. Well, shit. Well, Kung Fu Panda is one of those. Um, because I, I did do that when I was younger. Um, I this is a story actually. We're we're segueing into a story here. Um, when I was younger, <laughs> I like I had insomnia like super bad. Like I I mean I still do, but like it was like super bad. So like I barely slept at all. I was like eleven or twelve. Um, and so I would just like read books and. We had like a few um, VHS tapes that worked, and one of them, like, or or it was a DVD. I can't, I can't even remember at this point. But I had a TV that had like a VCR and like DVD thing in it, and I just played Kung Fu Panda like over and over in the background, (laughs) (laughs) like as I like read books and like just like just did stuff. Um. So Kung Fu Panda is actually one of those movies for me because I watched it so much when I was younger. So, you know what I find funny about this, Landon? What? Is is your movie choice has an actor shared with my movie choice. Oh? Because <laughs> uh, my movie choice is Big Trouble in Little China. I can watch that movie all day, <laughs> every day, and never get tired of it. <laughs> and, Love uh, that. The the guy who runs the noodle stand, it's like Poe's like adopted father, is the really goose. bad guy. The goose. Yeah. <laughs> so it's funny that you say that because that, that's my unpopular opinion. I only watch Kung Fu Panda for the goose now. <laughs> <laughs> like I love the fact that Poe does the skadoosh and all that stuff, and he's fighting for the pride of his whatever. But the goose is 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 my that's my go to. My favorite line in like any of the Kung Fu Panda movies, period, is when Poe is just like sulking and the turtle just walks walks up to him and she's like, What's wrong? And Poe's like, I just found out my dad's not my real dad. <laughs> and she's like, Oh. <laughs> he's like, he's a fucking goose. <laughs> you weren't in on this? <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> just such a no shit like oh <laughs> uh, no nah, but like on a on a uh, out of animation movies um my my favorite movie you know cuz i'm from texas and you know down here we yeah yeah basketball is popular football is popular all that good stuff but we have a lot of rodeos and excuse me. Uh, when I was younger, um, I was introduced to a movie called Eight Seconds about the greatest bull rider ever lived, Lane Frost. That movie I could literally watch over and over again, just because of the storyline. Is it a good series? Like, would you recommend the first seven seconds? <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, I'll give you that. I walked right into that one. <laughs> oh man, um, <laughs> what's it like though? Like, what makes it so like so memorable for you? 
Oh, the movie. Oh, it's just. Uh, do y'all know Luke Perry, the guy that uh, uh, trying to think of movies that he played in. I know he played in that Shameless BS or something. Uh, yeah. Does he play the dad? Uh, he plays in the no. I, I've I've never seen Shameless, so I don't know. Somebody just told me that he did. Um, he played in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He played uh, the the dude that helped her slay vampires, the old one. Um, Did the guy who plays Van from Reba? No, that no, guy. No. It, uh, no. I didn't recognize the name. <laughs> I'm like, uh, when I think of Shameless, I literally just think of like the main dad. Uh, Beverly Hills 90210 is like what he was like super famous for. Oh yeah, he was a pretty boy. <laughs> but uh, no, he uh, he plays Lane Frost, uh, who is uh, you know just a guy that works at home on his ranch, and he wants to be a champion bull rider. His dad was a saddle bronc rider, so he rode uh, bronc and barebacks, which are the horses that buck instead of the bulls. Um, but he wanted to be a bull rider and his, his family didn't, or his, his dad didn't believe in him. And so he went with his two friends and decided, you know what, I'm going to be a bull rider. Started going to all these rodeos and he just was so good at it. He became one of the best bull riders of all time. Um, but, uh, he eventually died, uh, in Cheyenne on a bull and it stabbed him and broke one of his ribs. And then when he tried to stand up, the rib punctured his heart, and he died. But um, the ending of the movie uh, is his best friend riding for him, and he rides for like 15 or 16 seconds on a bull, which is not even heard of. So, but like I said, the movie's just it's it's got the drama, it's got all the you know well, the love story. Let me tell you that like completely ruins the chances of there being a nine second. Because he just went for eight more seconds. The, the series is ruined now. I hope he knows that. But like, I'm proud of what he did. Broke my heart when Luke Perry died. That was crazy. Like in the movie, or is no, like yeah, dead? like like the character died. You know, but the actor died a short while. Oh after. yeah, yeah. Luke Perry's dead. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay, that was crazy. I see that now. Yeah. <laughs> and on that note, we cry. We'll be back after a short intermission. We'll be back after a short cry. I know a lot of our listeners are gamers. And if you play games, you know they cost money. What if I told you you could spend less money on games by buying them as CD keys on King? CD keys are just codes for games bought in huge quantities from game companies and then sold for a markup that's still below the standard price for a game. It's like buying an Xbox or PC game download card at the store, but not. Like, pretend, but real. Click our affiliate link to Kinguin in the description of this episode and go pre-order Battlefield 2042 for $55. Or absolutely anything you can think of. Go get Beat Saber. And that was really Beat good Saber. Those are fantastic. Yeah, wow. Great cry. I feel so refreshed. <laughs> 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 oh man, I'm glad that cry turned into a laugh. Oh. Don't you oh, hate when man. you cry so hard you just start uncontrollably laughing at everything that's said? Yes.
<laughs> Luke Perry was in the music video. Happy birthday, Guadalupe. Um, wait a minute. The artists were the Killers, featuring Wild Light and Mariachi El Bronx. What? <laughs> what? The, why were the okay? The Killers were involved in this. Okay, I don't. I've gone this down a rabbit weird. hole while doing research during the podcast. <laughs> I have a Google search here off to the side. And it's just, it just says, I got very tired of looking this up, and I put, what the fuck is on cross-platform? <laughs> <Just> <laughs> looking for what I could play <laughs> with my brother on PS5 and me on PC, and there's, like, nothing. Because PlayStation <laughs> is like, no! Tradition. And people are like, what's, what's tradition about blocking off your network? And they're like, no, listen, tradition. <laughs> It's because they're worried that people are going to realize that their console is garbage. Uh, see, I like the PS5, but I will say, after being on Xbox for a little while and you know playing stuff on PS5 now, the interface for the PS5 is not as user friendly as the Xbox. Yeah, it's terrible. Dude, like that's my biggest thing with PlayStation. It's like, yeah, it can it can perform well and have great exclusives. But if it doesn't have intuitive menu control, like it just hurts the gamer. Like, shout out Xbox Squad. What? Well, like we have a PS5, but my Xbox doesn't work anymore, so I have to play anything like Xbox that I play with the boys. Pretty much has to be on Game Pass PC for me to cross play with them. No Man's Sky has been one of those. Like uh, Jimmy, I don't know what you were on the other day when we played No Man's Sky. Um, okay, I was on PC. It's just that game is very cross-platform. Actually, there was a a point um, where I was running No Man's Sky VR on my computer while I was also running Game Pass No Man's Sky because I had one on Game Pass, one on Steam. And your Steam save cannot be, like, transferred from, like, you know, my Xbox save. So I had to have two different ones. I met myself in VR. (laughs) <laughs> and transferred stuff to my own inventory from the Xbox account. And it was the wildest experience I've ever had. Because I was Sounds looking like at my TV, and on my TV was my VR self moving around. <laughs> and then in my headset was my Xbox me. And so like, it, was, it was just the trippiest thing. I was like, this is like Inception. Let me close one of these No Man's Skies. You know a game I really like that was actually like, really underrated was Mafia 3. Did you guys play Mafia 3? Yeah, I did. played Mafia 3, and it is very violently racist. Um. <laughs> oh, yeah, very. Very. But, like, also, it just nails, like, it nails so much shit, like, uh, Cajun accents, especially. Oh, my God. Like, you, you can't understand anything that they say, even if you have family that's Cajun people. That's just how it works. Um, it's just sometimes you pick things up, but in Mafia Three, like I would burst into a room, and there was a Cajun guy that was just like, "Oh, they got a man, man, and I so I just struck him, and I didn't know what he was saying. <laughs> I gave him the old backhand, <laughs> like, "Listen, I've been to Vietnam. Things are bad. Talk to me like a person." The only thing I didn't like about that game, and I guess the the mafia games in general, is once you beat the game, there's nothing to do. 
That's true. It it is one of those games. That's one thing I'll give to Grand Theft Auto is they've, yeah, it, it it gets old after a while, especially when you're by yourself. But mm-hmm. there's always something to do, whether it be a side business or pimp slapping somebody walking down the street that says some random shit to you. See, we've talked a lot about uh, GTA RP, and like to me, that is like the superior version of GTA. Um, I have met some of the funniest people in my entire life on there that were just role playing. Um, as like, like the gangsters are always the funniest. That's just like how it works. Like once I, uh, when I was Officer McCheese, <laughs> I I pulled up to this bank that was being robbed, and uh, I was like, I was aiming my taser inside, and. Uh, I was like, you want to come on out? And he was like, oh, man, they got the ugly one to get me. And I was like, oh, come on, man. And he was like, you look like you drop common loot when you die. And I was like, I was like, you know what? I'm going to drive away and we're going to call it even. (laughs) I got ruined. I would have just shot him and planted a gun. (laughs) I, uh, I got on the radio and... And just, I told the cops that were on, I was like, man, you got to hear this. I told them about how I got roasted and they laughed and I turned my radio off. You know, I've been trying, I've been trying to get into uh, the GTA RP because I got it. And uh, like I was playing earlier today, but it's, it's so hard playing console for so long and then switching over to a PC and you have to use mouse keyboard. So I tried playing the GTA RP earlier with my controller, and dear lord. <laughs> Pressing A over? No, I, I was trying to bring up my cell phone, and he would just clap. And then I tried to get into a car, and he brought up a cell phone as he was getting in the car. I was like, this is so trash. So then I tried playing with mouse and keyboard and drove into a lake. Oh, excellent. Excellent. That's the only way to drive. You don't drive into a lake naturally every day? <laughs> so you don't ever want to give me the old uh, tutorial on how to, uh, which keys or what, because I cannot find the controls. It really depends on, on what you're playing. Um, like in Grand RP, everything is like on your screen. Um, me and Johnny have a lot of fun in Grand RP. Um, well, what's your plan? We, we drive around in my Mercedes, which it sounds nice, but it's like a very old Mercedes. <laughs> Um, I w- yeah, I wear short shorts and a penguin head, um, and we just work out a lot, and we talk yeah. to the gym. That's that's the yeah. just you know end it's game the for us. Of our life. Yeah. yeah. See, I want to be I want to be on the cop side though, and nobody. Oh my god! Get this. This is the craziest <laughs> thing about like about role play in Grand Theft Auto. Like so. Normally, in normal servers that aren't, like, super big, the requirements to become a cop aren't crazy. But in this really extensive roleplay server, uh, Grand RP, we went to their Discord and we clicked on, like, their requirements for being a police, which had its own Discord. And so we joined that. And then it's, like, all the everything you need to know stuff, you download it, it's like a 50-page pamphlet. You're shitting me. Yeah, you got to know that much. You got to know when it's lawful to search a car, when it's not. Like when you can, uh, 
when you've pulled someone out of the car, can you serve like just like shit like that? Like there's a lot of stuff that's like being a real cop on that server that you have to know. Yeah, I was, uh, I did the, uh, training academy at the prison, uh, for a while. And then after that, uh, went into the academy to actually be a cop, but that didn't, that didn't last long because, uh, Medical things when I was younger don't show off in front of girls on a dirt bike. It haunts you. Yeah, they're like, sorry, um, we've been defunded. We can't hire anyone named Jimmy <laughs> now. It's just, it's the rules. Sorry. But, uh, I'm very familiar with the laws and stuff. So, like, I joined this Discord and they made me fill out an application. Like, it was crazy. So, I filled out the application and I got accepted. And then this one dude hits me up is like, Okay, you've been accepted. Uh, I will message you about when your interview time will be and when we can start training you. I was like, this is crazy role play. <laughs> yeah, it, and, it really is. Like, even he in, uh, oh, weird. So you've never been a cop on there? No, he just. So it's an experience. It really is. And I will say, like, I've been shit on a lot <laughs> by, by my friends that hear about me having been a cop in GTA RP. But. You have the most fun with people because right. like the whole point of GTA RP is escaping who you are and being someone else and like, exactly. Yeah. And making content with people. And so when you're a cop and you pull up to a scene, if you immediately start RPing like as a cop, like be the cop, then people will like play into it and you'll get some of the funniest banter. And it's so, like the most fun that I ever had in any Grand Theft Auto RP was when I was a cop. Because, like, we had what we remember as the lava incident. Um, <laughs> the lava incident was um, when I was a lieutenant um, on OPRP, and I walk into this club, and one of my friends was down in the basement, and he was talking, like, don't come any further in. Uh, and I was like, are you, are you down there in like the basement? And he was like, yeah, but I got lava. And I was like, <laughs> oh, and he was like, you come in, this lava will, will flood the hall. And I was like, okay, all right. You're going to have to give me a minute. I pull up the radio. I, I like contact the chief and I'm like, chief, what's protocol for lava? And he was like, lava, what do you mean lava? And I'm like, this guy says he's got lava in his basement, so we can't go in there because it'll flood out into the hallway. And he's like, ah, en route. And so, like, we wait for the chief to get there. Chief comes in, and we got, like, by this point, the whole department has heard about this, and everyone's there. So, like, it's me and, like, six other cops and the chief. Um, And... The chief is just slowly walking down the stairs to this basement. He's like, now, can we just, can we put the lava away? Can we, can we just relax? And my buddy was like, I'll do it for Subway. And the chief was like, you know what? We can work with that. We can just, let's put the lava up. Let's just, let's relax. Let's get you some Subway. And so we took the guy to Subway in GTA RP. And got him a Subway sandwich and went on about our day. Didn't put him in jail. Didn't arrest him. None of that. He was homeless. He just wanted some Subway. He kept, but he did initially rob the store. Oh, <laughs> that's the thing. It's like he got to keep that. 
Well, that's nice of him. Because, like, sometimes it is intense when people run and you actually have to, like, pursue them. Because, like, some people are just terrible drivers and it's, like, a <laughs> five-second chase. But some people are, like, uh, Baby Driver from the hit film <laughs> Baby Driver. And uh, <laughs> they can just, like, pull, like, these absolute, like, perfect drifts, like, maintaining speed. And you're just like, Jesus fucking Christ! Because you're in this, like, boat of a police car that can flip really easy. So I know in the podcast before I've talked about the reviews that I would leave for uh, for different companies, like, products. Did you read the one that I posted recently? Beyond Chicken. <laughs> I've not even seen that, no. Well, I got back in the game. And uh, Johnny helped with this. Johnny suggested that I uh, I leave a review on there. Because our friend Chris was talking about how he tried them and he didn't think they were good. And so <laughs> I decided to leave a review. And this post says, the hype is real. Read more about our first ever Beyond Chicken tenders below. <laughs> and it's just all these all these news articles about uh, Beyond Chicken tenders. And so here is my review. Dear Beyond Meat, when I initially saw your meats, I did not know if they were truly Beyond. <laughs> Seeing as such, I saved for a great many moons to purchase your Beyond Chicken tenders, as they were the most expensive meat but not but looks like meat at my village store. After an extensive day of logging to build a wood stove and another few days of mining and smelting the necessary materials to create a baking sheet, I prepared my tenders. After the appropriate, or what I could consider appropriate, as we don't own clocks, amount of time, they were ready. As ready as my body could possibly be. I took a bite of a crisp tender. It was unlike anything I had ever experienced. A tear wandered down my mother's face. The flavor, it was truly beyond. I looked to my mother after finishing my tender. I spoke to her. Mother, I must eat another. She urged me not to, begging. I took a bite anyways, looking to go beyond. A light enveloped the room. The foundation of the house shook as a quake overwhelmed our home. A beam shone from what was once my eyes. I only spoke one sentence. Mother, I have transcended beyond. It was in a language she had never heard, as if a chorus of angels spoke for me. My body began floating into the heavens, beyond where the meats come from, beyond the heavens. Overall, two out of six might buy again. With love, Landon. My favorite part of that is always the overall two out of six. This wonderful uh, entrancing moment of beyond ascension. Where do you get this? <laughs> so, um, you said, where do you get them? Yeah, no idea. I, I don't, I've never seen Beyond Chicken Tenders in a store. <laughs> but I live in Missouri, and so like, and just about everything on the shelf is bacon flavored. So. I don't oh know that that would be here. So I have to tell you something. I completely, I completely just dumbfounded me. I was going to say it earlier, but I forgot. When um, you were talking about heat uh, with Johnny living in California, and I made the Texas comment. 
There was only one place worse than Texas. That is Nebraska. Would you like to know why? Sure. In Texas, it's hot and dry. In Nebraska, it's hot and sticky. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe keep that to yourself. But It's you know. so humid. <laughs> <laughs> it is so humid in Nebraska. Uh, yes, hot and sticky. Two adjectives I usually like. <laughs> Sign me up for some Nebraska, then. Sign me up I'm... for some Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in if it's on me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go eat some Beyond Meat in Nebraska and see what happens. <laughs> Beyond Schmeat. <laughs> That's just a deal, too. <laughs> you had a Beyond Meat branched out into the, like all vegan lifestyle things. I started making vegan dildos called Beyond Schmeat. <laughs> oh my god. See, uh, I'm not a vegan because I love animals. I'm a vegan because I hate plants. They could literally put on the packaging vegan inside and all over. <laughs> Johnny, Beyond Schmeat. I can see that right now every time you eat. Every time you eat, every time you eat a vegetable, you're like, "Fuck you, crunch, crunch." <laughs> Fuck this carrot. <laughs> I need some Beyond Meat. Just sitting there looking all green and leafy. I don't like you. What if you substitute? <laughs> so, what if you hated vegetables so much, like you substituted vegetables with like Beyond Chicken Tenders? So like, you have some beyond real chicken lettuce. tenders with a side of real, like, <laughs> beyond chicken tenders. So you just have, like, real chicken and fake chicken, but you're like, that's my vegetables. All right, can we just talk about how uneven the uh, vegetables turned into meat versus meat turned into vegetables market is? Like, I want some lettuce made out of roast beef. I feel like that's a steak. <laughs> I feel like that, yeah. I feel like there is something that you're speaking of. But yeah, no, I want it to be like, these are chicken carrots. This is my stimato. It is a steak tomato. <laughs> and it's just artificial food coloring on meat shaped like a fruit. <laughs> oh my god. You think it's an apple, but in actuality, it's actually tuna. I have a confession. <laughs> okay. I don't know how these plant-based burgers are made to look like real burgers. Well, what you a do is you pack paint. it in really tight, and then you put paint. a lot of brown number five in there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's. A- I've, I've never eaten one because I, I think that if something is pretending to be something else, it's probably bad for you. Not really. When it's vegetables, it's just vegetables. Brown yeah, number five sounds bad, so I would not be eating it. <laughs> I do not wish to consume brown number five. Or, number or any of the browns. <laughs> Especially brown number two. <laughs> we will not be trying yellow number one either. I, I would also prefer not to consume white number one. <laughs> 
<sighs> although, although I do have one friend who is very into vampire culture that really enjoys Red Number Three. <laughs> he also never really goes out at night at, and during the daytime. I'm kind of concerned for his health. He only comes out during Dark Number One. Yeah, he only comes out during Dark Number. Sometimes Dark Number Three. You got to be careful. Though. Oh. <laughs> That's almost day number one. But it's okay. One day I'll make a documentary about it and make green number five. We're going to have to like draw and present a diagram for this when people listen to this. Have <laughs> 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 Landon just over there every time you say a number and a color together, just point at a chart. I'm like the, the, the meme of that lady who like... Has a bunch of like maths, like symbols in front of her face and like equations, like trying <laughs> to do the math here. <laughs> but, um, no, uh, back to games. Uh, unpopular opinion. What is a game that you like playing that you, uh, not a lot of people feel the same about? I have one. I do not like Final Fantasy. You don't like Final Fantasy? Well, that's I like a, that's okay. I don't enjoy Final Fantasy either. I like Final Fantasy 15 because it's not turn-based. I just don't like turn-based. Then games. you would like the Final Fantasy 7 remake because it's like that combat but expanded. Ah. Yeah, it's super good. Um, I will say, like, I can understand, like, even as someone that likes Final Fantasy, like, I can understand why you don't like it. Um, it's very convoluted. It's very weird. It changes way too much. Um, like, you know, you go from like the first final fantasy all the way through and you're going to see like 900 different styles of combat and like, (laughs) (laughs) it's a little messy. So I can, I can definitely see not liking it. Uh, my whole thing is like just the theme of final fantasy alone is like, ridiculous and like way the way out there for like no reason all the time you're like we got guns but we also use broadswords and also medieval armor but sometimes we wear plate carriers you know just we don't know what we want yeah we're right back <laughs> gonna go up to my car <laughs> so like i'm gonna get it yeah. i'm gonna get it i'm gonna put on my jetpack and then i'm gonna go have a uh, 13th century duel like <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> I sure hope that my Lexus doesn't get raided by Vikings. I feel like I'm gonna get a lot of hate for this, but fucking hated Pokemon Go. Um, I liked Pokemon Go, but like, okay, and my mom is gonna listen because she listens to like all of them. Um, <laughs> but Jimmy, Pokemon Go is uh my mom and stepdad's like entire life. Oh, like, I'm sorry. Dude, my mom too. Dude, like there was a while where they were in like raid groups and like they were in a discord where they could like um basically giant groups of people would get together to do raids so they could catch um like stuff like Mewtwo and Kyogre and Groudon, like legendary Pokemon. Um, my mom's the leader of like, crazy six stuff. gyms here in town. Yeah, yeah, like, very, very into it, but, like, I ended up benefiting from that, because... You know what I really find funny about all of this? What? Is the the largest player base for Pokemon Go is all of the parents who, when we were kids, were like, are you playing with your Pokemans? 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So like, dude, my mom has told me that I'm like a Pokemon professor to her because she asks me questions about Pokemon all the time. Um, and they're like, they're very, very into Pokemon go, um, in that, like they use like two phones when they go out and sometimes they'll have like my account on one device. So they'll catch stuff for me that I'll transfer to my switch. (laughs) So I end up benefiting from this, but like (laughs) my mom will come up to me and she'll be like, is this Pokemon good for battles? Like, (laughs) Are its stats good and like just stuff like that? And like, I'll have to basically teach them something else about Pokemon that got introduced to them because they're dropping different like generations over time in Pokemon Go. So, like, any time a new one comes around, I get hella questions. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, yeah, this, these ones came out when I was like 14, like, you know, some shit like that. You're just going to start referencing episodes of the anime. I have, actually. Like, (laughs) Okay, so when I was younger, um, one of the VHSs I had was the original Pokemon. um, And it was the episode about the kid that was raised by Kangaskhan, like a group of Kangaskhan. Um, And sometimes I'll just be like, going throughout my day and in my head will pop out what that like kid would scream and I'll just be like Kanga 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 Scott just like in my head <laughs> like stuck in there it's one of those like memories that's like so far back there but I remember it so vividly <laughs> when did I wake up to full consciousness is like what I want to know is like there's <laughs> there's so much stuff that I remember and I'm like how old was I during this I have no idea, like, when this was, but I'll remember it. You know what's really embarrassing about the whole Pokemon thing is my mom collects Pokemon cards. And, like, it's gotten so bad that for Christmas last year, she got me Pokemon cards, knowing I didn't want them, and then took them from me. Oof. You could have got me socks or something. Betrayal. Something I like. Uh, something I need. You're like, mom, this uh-huh. is gonna be a core memory. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm gonna go buy you a bunch of mud grips for your Dodge uh, Charger and then Johnny, were you saying something uh, a second ago? <laughs> oh yeah, uh, you were talking about the like subliminal memories of like your childhood and stuff. Yeah. I have so many of those VHS tape memories, dude. Like <sighs> Random ass episodes of yeah. TV shows they would like send out in the mail for you to get like hype on. Oh, does anybody remember that? We used to get like a VHS tape in the mail, and it was like the first episode of Yu Gi Oh or some shit. And now Jimmy has one about these Pokemon cards. He's gonna look back in like twenty years and be like, "Wow, she really went and did me dirty like that." <laughs> no, but like he was saying about the VHS man, like, oh my gosh, like when you start looking back at like nostalgia moments, not just VHS tapes, but like anything from back in the day that just gives you like goosebumps because you remember how, how good it, you felt in the moment or how good like you used to feel emotionally or whatever. One of my biggest things is like if I was going through VHS tapes, trying to find something to watch, whenever I saw the back of that orange VHS tape, I knew it was dope. It was about to go down. Yeah. Um, Rugrats was getting played. Yeah. But here's my you don't just, yeah. What you is, don't just find a golden switch the, and not, you know, 
everybody right. everybody has a different orange VHS tape. I've never, like, this is a thing that I've known. Like, everybody <laughs> remembers a very specific Nickelodeon movie as the orange VHS tape. Everybody's is different. Like, Mine there's Rugrats people, and there's, like, other people. Mine is Harriet the Spy. Anytime I see an orange, like, VHS tape, I just think of Harriet the Spy. Does anybody like we've, uh... we've stumbled upon a Mandela effect. <laughs> well, it's not a Mandela effect because they all were orange tapes. All the Nickelodeon movies were orange tapes. It's just everybody has their own, like, when they see an yeah. orange tape, that's the movie they think of. Mine was Hey Arnold. See? See? I told you. This is, yeah. this is like our generation's, like, Zodiac sign, bro. What is your orange tape? And then we know whether we can be friends or not. So I just want to ruin everybody's childhood. Uh, hey, Arnold uh, was Stewie when he grew up and he lost the accent. Yeah, uh, honestly, I went back and I watched a little bit of Hey, Arnold. And <laughs> I just realized, I was like, this main character is just a normal guy. With a football a normal, Yeah, well, yeah, but he's just like, he's just a normal guy. And everyone else around him is wild as fuck. <laughs> It's just it's Arnold it's stupid, and his homie and personality, dude. He's new kid's gonna come off the stoop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. It's Arnold, Gerald, and then crazy people. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the whole cast. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just Arnold and Jason. I'm, I'm a Gerald. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. I've discovered, like, uh, everybody has an archetype from, like, every action sports movie from the early 2000s. Like, there's archetypes in the characters in there, and everybody mm-hmm. fits one. I am the fat bearded friend in every action sports movie of all time. Like, that is my personality. I am Air Bud <laughs> from the hit film series Air Bud. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, John Bud. Creator of Air Bud. <laughs> what I'm I'm the uh the supportive friend that dies about fifteen minutes into the film that gives you the motivation to win the big game. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> you have to win the big game on Saturday for me, Johnny, and then you do. <laughs> Johnny, do you remember that question you asked me a while back? We're playing, um, I don't remember what we're playing, but uh, you asked me what, if you had to pick three, actually, it was the same day that we watched Big Trouble in Little China. Uh, You said if you had to pick three main characters, or three characters from a TV show, or any TV show, which three characters would you pick to describe you? (laughs) Mine was... Uh, Sean from Psych. Um, who else? I uh, can't remember the other two. But Sean I'm pretty from sure Psych you said Sam Elliott. Yeah, Sam Elliott from The Ranch. And um, what's his name? Dear Lord. Bubbles from the, the Trailer Park Boys. That would be mine. <laughs> Bubbles, Sam Elliott, and Sean Spencer. What about you, Landon? <laughs> Uh, well, uh, probably Dogbert from Dilbert. Um, 
Dogbert, really? Yeah, Dogbert from Dogbert. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Foo Dog from uh, American Dragon, Jake Long. <laughs> that's that's my boy. It's just all like characters, pets. That's it. That's like the best thing to, uh, to they describe have the me. personality out of every like cartoon character ever, though. Yeah, that's like, true. You know what I'm saying? Like, like Meowth is like the MVP of all of Pokemon. Like, <laughs> Meowth is just like a mob wise guy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he was also the Pokemon that nobody tried to catch. Dude, Meowth was my homie, dude. Meowth <laughs> and Squirtle Squad were like the two greatest like things to ever hit Pokemon. <laughs> oh, dude, I swear. Oh, the third character would be, uh, like, the show Doug, his dog, when his dog is Quail Dog. The superhero. Yeah. Doug Perry the platypus before Perry the platypus, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> before he became the special agent. Yeah. I got told about some, like, very meta shit that happened in uh, the Phineas and Ferb movie. Um, where they find out that, like, Perry is secret agent Perry the Platypus. And, like, <laughs> dude, it kills me how, like, meta they made this joke. But, um, <laughs> but Perry stood up and put on the hat. And Phineas was like, <gasps> Perry was Perry the Platypus the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was told about that. Like, I hope to God that's not what really happened, but like, I'm I'm sure it is. <laughs> <laughs> like, how meta? <laughs> like the Rogers took that day off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, how Perry put the hat on in front of them? Everyone's like, dude, oh. I don't know why, but speaking of Phineas and Ferb, there are times throughout the day where I'll just be doing something, and then in my head, all I hear is. Our audio quality may have been kind of eh in this episode, but we really enjoyed having Jimmy on, and we appreciate all of you guys for listening. If you'd like to check out Kinguin or our Redbubble store, you can find the links to those in the description of this episode. And as always, thank you for listening.